You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Yeah, welcome to Casserole Car Cast. I'm Adam Parole. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello. Over there, so much going on. Yeah, it's a busy week. God, there's a lot in this uh, world. Dan Sandberg, who's uh, CEO and president of Brembo North America, is going to be coming in here. Talk about a company that's on the move. Now seeing them just routinely on many cars leaving the showroom always made sense. Um, as well as motorcycles and everything else, but you know, you just see him on a Ford Mustang now. Is oh it, yeah, didn't the, that that Focus. Was, Ford Focus? <laughs> that was a weird. That would have been a weird thing to contemplate a few years ago, right? Like if I would have said, "Hey, yeah, Ford Focus, yeah, yeah," sold over at Galpin Ford. Uh huh. It's going to have Brembo brakes on it. And you go. I guess they could make a break and you could have it fitted. Like, no, no, they just sell it that way. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, what? No. Yeah. Is that really? Yeah, get an RS. I, I, but look, I, good. I'm glad we're living if in that world. If you're a manufacturer, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you go to somebody like them and go, well, you, you guys do it right, so why should we even try to Well, also, your name is synonymous with quality, so why not have your name on our car? I don't, I don't get it. It's like uh, women want a Gucci handbag. They don't want one with their name on it. Yeah. It says Sharon. <laughs> one that says Gucci on it, and then Sharon will hold it, right? All right. Go ahead and drink some of my water. Let me tell you about uh, sponsors for this uh, show. Castrol, Titanium Strong for maximum energy performance. Geico. You can visit geico.com and uh, Zybar as well. I'll tell you about that in a minute. So lots of new stuff coming up. Uh, congratulations on the sale of your Alfa Romeo. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of fun. Um, there was, uh, you know, about a half a dozen bids kind of in the overtime, you know, uh, the, the overtime way of bring a trailer does their thing. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it did well. It's going to Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, a a Lawyer in Texas, first thing he ever bought on Bring a Trailer. Mm-hmm. He won the bid. He wasn't the guy who had multiple versions of that car. No. Because um, someone was in the mix with that. Yeah, some guy said he had 12 of them. And uh, it went a little higher than it – went, it went around what you were hoping for, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like right in the middle of, of, of the range I was hoping for. So it's good. I'm happy with it. Off to the next project. Right. You know? And uh, we were talking about <clears throat> the uh, plug-in electric Jag last time. There's so many other sort of cars coming out there. <clears throat> I I feel like we're just right at the precipice of, of like crossing over into a full-time electric or full-time whatever. Not a lot of... Uh, it, we're, we're in in a it's the it's the best of times and the worst of times, in a sense, in that it's great. There's so much great product out there. We're still trying to work out the infrastructure and the charger and the you know I'm moving and am I going to move 
my wife's Tesla charger to the new house. Right. And then what if I got the electric Jag in a year? Would I be able to would I have a whole nother system installed to charge my car? Could I get an adapter and use yeah. her system? Like we're still we're, we're we're sort of out in front of it a little bit and we need it to catch up with us a little bit. And I I, I would assume that in the next three years, it'll all be sorted out. Like the, the, my sister got the new, her newest car is the BMW i3. Yeah. And okay. I, I like that car. And I would say about three years ago, I went to go out to the BMW dealer and go, hey, i8, i3, let me check this out. And they were like, well, the i8's got a plug-in range of 17 miles. Yeah. And I was like, geez, a $120,000 car. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we don't allow test drives. Okay. <laughs> For you. <laughs> let me go get my cash from the trunk of my car and just give it to you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then I was looking at the i3, first gen, I guess. I, I don't know the... The plug-in range was 80 miles or something like that. And I was kind of like, eh, eh, yeah. nah, eh. And I was just talking to my sister. I think it's 220 or wh- whatever it is. I don't know what they've done. I-, I may be botching some of these numbers, but yeah, the yeah, point yeah. is... is They did do a bigger battery. <clears throat> they, they, I don't know if they doubled it or they just added like 50% or something like that. But yeah, it was a significant... Uh, upgrade to to the i3 and so now it's a it's it's a contender right <laughs> yes i mean in the all electric world now by the way this is my sister talking so we don't know how close these numbers are but the new i3 the mileage on it plug-in mileage i don't know she said it was like 200 miles or something max paddock and look it up so now we're <clears throat> at that space where it's going to work but now infrastructure and where you plug it in and how yeah. you plug it in and but we still have uh, a bunch of... 114 with battery and then with uh, 180 total with the gas motor. Sorry. Go right. So it's got like a little... Right. Well, like motorcycle. Generator right. kind of deal going on it. Yeah. So we're... You know, uh, we talked about it earlier this week on the show with uh, with Goldberg, but this is sort of the, all the press events leading up to the LA Auto Show are happening now. And then the LA Auto Show uh, starts this weekend. So I've gone to a few of the events so far and obviously reading a bunch of the news and yeah, we're seeing electric cars. We're seeing uh, hybrids, plug-in hybrids, uh, Range Rover Evoque, which is the small SUV, the size of their E-Pace, which is the tiniest one. That's now a plug-in hybrid. It's a good-looking vehicle. Mm. Um, the one that I was really impressed with is the new Lincoln uh, Aviator, which is mm-hmm. a little smaller than the Navigator, but it is a three-row seat vehicle. Well, if it's three rows, then that's all you need, I guess. Yeah. Um and then it, it's available as a plug-in hybrid, which is cool about it is, is, by the way, all the tech, all the features, all the stuff on that car are great, and it looks great. Um, 30-way power adjustable seats and all that stuff. Like, it's got all the cool stuff you'd expect. We're looking know. at it. It looks good. I'm interested. I'm wondering what the yeah. pure plug-in range is, or do they have that? So, yeah. <clears> so, <throat> the, the engine is a three-liter V6 twin turbo with 400 horsepower and 400 pound-feet of torque. That's the gas-only option. The hybrid option is interesting. It's 450 foot-pounds of torque? 400 and 400. 400 oh, horsepower. 400 and 400. Yeah. Right. And uh, so nice. that's what's good. It, what's its sticker for? Um, I, I don't know yet. 
and they haven't released the range on the electric. So the hybrid version is the same gas engine. They don't go, oh, let's give you a little two-liter whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the same three-liter twin-turbo V6, but the electric motor runs off the transmission. Mm-hmm. And it gives you that extra power boost, that range extender, if you will, through electric I wonder motor. What the, wonder what the range is. Well, this is how they phrased it to me. First of all, by the way, it's 450 horsepower with the hybrid and 600 pound-feet of torque. So you get 50 horsepower and oh. 200 pound-feet oh, of torque. Oh, I know I was right with the 450 somewhere. Yeah, with, with the hybrid version right, of it. Right. So this is what he told me. He said, hey, on the gas engine version, we can use a larger plastic fuel tank. On the hybrid version, we have to use a steel fuel tank for whatever the government rule is on putting that next to an electric motor. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a little bit smaller because it's going to be kind of near the battery. He said, but the range will be the same for both vehicles. Mm-hmm. So okay. if you have 18 mm-hmm. gallons of fuel in the gas engine version and 15 in the hybrid version, whatever the difference is, it is let's right. say it went 400 miles per tank, right. if you will, right. it'll, the hybrid does it with less fuel. So when you start factoring in the fuel economy, right. there's probably some sort of – it probably comes down to be like, I don't know, 15, 20 percent more fuel efficient. But zippy. I mean, you can yeah. get 600-pound 600, 600 feet of torque. And you can tow with that. We've seen in the supercar world with, with turbos and hybrids, you know, like LaFerraris and McLarens, that the electric motors provide that low-end torque where you would normally have a little bit of torque lag or a mm-hmm. turbo lag. Mm-hmm. It fills the gap. Mm-hmm. So you can really kind of scoot off the line and then go. Anyway, it was it was impressive. Um and, uh, you know, we drove the Navigator up to uh, Monterey, yeah. and that was 400 horsepower. So this would be a little bit smaller vehicle, probably a little bit lighter vehicle. And then if you add the electric motor and the hybrid version, it is a plug-in hybrid as well. So let's say, I don't know what the range is, but if it was 30 miles, mm-hmm. you, could, you could— Or the you know, range for of the, plug-in, for the, sorry. For, if you just set it on electric yes. only, yes. you could theoretically, like, go to, you know, from here to your house and back— Right. And just plug it in every night and just not use the gas engine for, for quite some time. Or, yes. you know, but you'd lose some of that power. You'd yes. lose some of that. Yeah. But it, it'd be nice to plug it in and just go back and forth to work. Yeah. Uh, anyway, cool stuff for sure. Guess who called me at 838 this morning? <laughs> I don't know. Who called you? <laughs> I'll give you a clue. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. You ready? Yeah. You guys like uh, Italian sausage? <laughs> How is Jay doing? <laughs> he called me at eight thirty eight this yeah. morning. He's like, "You guys coming out? Uh, yeah, coming out tonight? Tonight? Just checking." I yeah. said, "Yeah, we're coming out tonight. You guys like Italian sausage?" I said, "Yeah, everyone <laughs> yeah. loves Italian sausage." Jay, yeah. all, right. all right, good. How many guys you gonna have? I said, "I think we have about three, four guys. Our crew." Okay, see you tonight. <laughs> Hang on. I said, what comedian calls another comedian at 8.38 in the morning? You can fucking call Jeff Ross at 8.38 in the morning. He's, he's just going to bed. He's going to bed. <laughs> Don't yeah, call Sarah, Sarah Silverman at 8.38 yeah, in the Jeff morning. Ross, yeah, glad I caught you right before bed. <laughs> yeah, he called at 8.38 this morning to check if I liked Italian sausage or not, which is funny. Now, I he sent me an email asking if I like Italian sausage, but I don't think I... I, I don't feel like I need to answer that email. Like, you know me. Yeah. I'm Italian. Yeah. Corolla, Leno. Come on. 
You know I like the Italian sausage. So uh, You didn't reply? Don't ask stupid questions, I, I, Jay. I don't know. I can't remember if I replied, but anyway, he just wanted <laughs> Apparently to not, if triple, you. triple check. So we're going over to Leno's shop tonight. <clears throat> yeah. And we're going to go- uh, Well, for dinner, apparently. We're going to go there. We're going to have some Italian sausage. And then uh, we're going to go uh, and watch uh, Uppity. It's become a nice um, oh, uh, tradition. Yeah. I, I like that he planned the meal ahead of time. He didn't just tell one of his people, get some food and whatever. I got to tell you, when you are me or you're <laughs> Leno or even like a Kimmel type, these aren't things that you just kind of go like, yeah, go handle it, whatever. Yeah. Like you have strong thoughts about it yeah i would have strong you know like when it comes to the christmas party i don't just like say to lynette like hey go figure it out with olga or whatever and then leave i'm like by the way if we did that we'd have 700 coronas and no other beers <laughs> uh. so i don't want i don't want to live in that world so i feel very like i really got to get involved corona's like the veggie platter of the of the buffet right like get some good get some good stuff in there all, all I know, it's Corona is like a kind of a beer for people that don't really like beer that much. <laughs> and uh, although there's nothing wrong with a Corona, it's just not, it's not, it's, it's, it's neither fish nor fowl. Like if you right. really like beer, it's not, not for you. And thus we had a couple cases of Corona sitting at the other warehouse for months because I wasn't going to drink them and I'll just drink endless rant. My IPA, and at some point, um, we're celebrating Olga's birthday party at my house. And at some point, I do what I always do, which is uh, don't, don't 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 go out and buy a bunch of beer. Go get those Coronas over from the shop. Bring those over and serve the Coronas. You know, let them uh, let the swine have Corona. I don't care. <laughs> get rid of that Corona at the party. Yeah. It's going to be a bunch of folks who like Corona. Yeah. So at some point, I did the move, which is basically all I ever do, which is I go, look, hey, there's two cases of Corona at the shop. They're sitting at the bar. Go grab that. Serve it at the party. Good. And uh, at some point, I saw Dylan. He was like unloading his his car. <laughs> and I'm like, had cup had some cases of Corona back there. And I was like, is that the Corona from the shop? And he's like, no, I just want, Lynette said, go out and get some Corona. <laughs> I'm like, no, we have cases of Corona at the shop. I've been trying to get rid of for six months. He's like, oh, I just, I was told to get Corona. <laughs> I thought, awesome. Now let me explain so something. So we're drinking Corona? <laughs> Even when you're rich, that stuff is frustrating because it has nothing to do with money and everything to do with like here's what I'm here's what I'm saying I do not want to happen and here's what shall happen. So uh, Jay doesn't drink right. and none of his guys drink, although they probably drink probably, secretly when Jay's yeah. not. Although I've been on private jets with his guys and Jay and they ain't drinking. They're not on drinking. a Saturday night. Who the hell flies a private jet? From Atlantic City to Van Nuys. Right. What you, on a Saturday night. It's disgusting. It, 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 they do a lot of blow, though. Oh, they do tons, tons of, of tons blow. of oh, yeah. sugar. sugar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jay's always like, you want a bump? Yeah. <laughs> Italian sausage or bump? <laughs> All right. He wears it around his neck in a vial shaped like a it's Italian got, no, pepper. It's got a mini, miniature spoon he wears. Yeah. <laughs> 
Go get Dan uh, Sandberg in here, and I'll tell you guys about Zycoat CarCast, brought to you uh, by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, lower underhood temperatures. Zybar is an ultra-thin coating that reduces radiant heat by 90%. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. Visit Zycoat, Z-Y-Coat, Zycoat.com right now. Dan Sandberg, CEO and President of Brembo North America, in studio. Uh, the brakes just keep getting bigger and better, and uh, Brembo just keeps spreading out. Brag a little about Brembo for a second, Dan, in terms you're, of... You're doing a great job. I have well, to we, we talked about it. I think you were saying Brembo North America is now bigger than... We're the largest subsidiary, so like this is the mothership now. Yeah. Is um, he's taken over? Everybody's cool. How's your Italian. <laughs> everybody's expanding into everything, but what's Brembo's next frontier? You know, we're looking at uh, obviously a lot of the electrics. I mean, you can't stop looking at that. I mean, it's you, all you hear, right? You went to this show, and again, it's just constantly EV, 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 autonomous, right. autonomous, uh, and that really is great for us, but. Uh, you know, we just can't sit here and keep selling the same old stuff. So, you know, in the, with the EV market, you want it lighter because it's all about range. Mm-hmm. And the, the customers are willing to pay a lot to take a pound or two out just to go farther. So we're in a really nice sweet spot, but we are optimizing our calipers. So we're running them in these really cool models that our uh, electronics guys have set up to try to optimize that. So they just, you know, they, they basically give it to the computer and they say, it has to do this, 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 and this. Design that caliper and forget about aesthetics and everything else. Just design it to be optimized. And you get strange things like we were looking at at SEMA when, when yeah. I saw you. You know, <clears throat> you get a caliper that looks like a, almost looks like a, a marshmallow that's thrown against a wall and you punched holes in it. And that's now a caliper. Yeah, it's very organic looking, and it's just shaped. It's completely purpose built, shaped. You know, and it's fan, it's yeah. fantastic. I mean, it really to me, it's a uh, uh, it, it, talk about using technology to design. Now, uh, it, we've never done things like this. We use this four D yeah. technology, we call it, and it, you get some very very odd looking things. But you know, the Italians always find a way to aesthetically justify, you mm-hmm. know, what that caliper looks like. So I'm trying to think of electric vehicles. And I'm trying to think of brake calipers and braking systems, and I'm just kind of picturing like a Prius, and it sort of looks like they got a drum on the rear, something like a drum. I'm not really picturing what's going right. on when, in when, the braking system. When we I know get they have into to the, regenerate. Yeah, when we get into the EV world and we're trying to regenerate power or charge batteries, how does that work? Well, you know, it, it's you talk about regenerative brakes, and to be honest with you, there is nothing going on in the brakes, all right? All that regen is happening up in the engine, all right? Mm-hmm. So you're, it's engine drag is what it is, which is feeding a motor, which then recharges uh, the battery. But the, okay. the, the big challenge you have now in braking systems is, you know, these cars that have these batteries in them are heavy. Yeah. I mean, they're really heavy, and the, the mass that you have to stop now, and we have this argument all the time. There's no doubt, in my opinion, that the brake systems are going to get smaller on EVs because of regen. Uh, and you're going to have brake systems that are going to last forever. I don't know what that's going to do to the aftermarket. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you take, take, take a look at a Tesla. <laughs> well, you take a look at a Tesla, all right? That brake system lasts going to last 100,000 miles. No yeah. brake job at 30. 
Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's because they're doing a lot of engine braking, and I guess it would be sort of the equivalent of their people back in the day when people used to drive a stick. Um, a clutch could last 100,000 miles, or you could go through a clutch in 7,000 miles, just kind of dependent on how you yeah. drove, how you worked the clutch, how you drove the car. So this is like driving the clutch right in terms of the brakes and the regenerative stuff, which is it's just going to make it last that much longer. Um, so there's not going to be that world. Uh, motor, I guess motorcycles, how do electric, uh, are, are motorcycles, are they, uh, Brembo does a lot of motorcycle stuff too. Are they going to go to electric? I know there's some electric there's motorcycles There's a couple electric there, motorcycles but do they seen. Do they regenerate? Electricity, or do you, or those are just for now. Just no, pure there, plug there, it. there are some systems now on bikes where they're regen too. I oh, mean, really? Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's anything you can squeeze out of that extra charge. I mean, we know all about that, right? With our iPhones, you know, you plug it in for five minutes just to get that extra fifteen percent or whatever. Well, any, yeah. I, I think that the the name of the game is when you're moving along the highway, whether it's an automobile or a motorcycle or whatever the technology is, and you put the brakes on you're just scrubbing off energy you're just you're you're taking energy and just throwing it out the window absolutely and so you want to recapture that energy that's going out of the window and if a traditional automobile would just throw it out the window now i don't know how much i don't know what the efficiency is of a prius like if you said we are going down the highway and we're going 35 miles an hour and the signal turns red up ahead and I'm going to apply the brake. If that was a Tercel from 15 or 20 years ago, 100% of that energy would go out of the window. But now it's a Prius and it's 2018. Could you assign a percentage to it? Like how some of it's got to go out the window, right? But how much of it are we harnessing or I, capturing. I think they capture a lot because at the end of the day, you don't put any brake on, right? You take yeah. your foot off the gas and the car starts to slow immediately. You get that immediate drag, almost like driving a uh, utility, like a uh, you know, like a Can-Am Roadster, you know, yeah. a BRP. Right. You know, those things, you take your foot off the gas and they just slow down but immediately. It, it, and that goes right to the motor. Yeah, it's adjustable in some of these cars. You can you can turn that engine braking or motor braking, if you will. Oh, really? You can set I didn't know how that. intense I know you, you want could it. Yeah. set the acceleration. I, uh, you can set what you, it's kind of a coast percentage. It's interesting because I had dinner with uh, Jimmy Kimmel and John Krasinski, and he's married to Emily Blunt, who's a delight. But <laughs> she said, "I had a Tesla, but my wife made me sell it," and I just thought. Uh, what you listen to your wife for? And then I thought, oh, your wife's Emily Blunt. Yeah. All right, I'd listen to her. And he, I said, why'd she make you sell, sell it? And then he said, because every time I would accelerate, like she would get nauseous, like because it was like that electric car, like like if you sit as a, my wife has a Tesla, if you sit as a passenger and they drive it like a golf cart, you'll just, I don't mind getting flung around, but yeah. Emily Blunt did. And then I said, you know, you could have just adjusted that. Yeah. I think they have an app or something. He's like, oh, I wish I knew that before I sold it. <laughs> but it's a torque, you know, it's a yeah. torque nausea. He could do know? that with his foot too, you know, he doesn't have to get on it. I stuff. could do it with my foot. You you could do it with your foot. Dan could do it with his foot. I don't know if John could do it with his foot. He may be not 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 as gifted. So, uh, Brembo, what is the cheapest car or least expensive car that leaves 
the showroom with a Brembo brake system on it and what's the most expensive car. I'll Matt will take care of a little business, a little Geico or whatever, and then uh, I'll let you think about that, Dan. Or I'll take care of a little yeah, Geico. Yeah, take care of a little, little Geico. <laughs> but I, I want you to think, because I bet we're going to find a pretty big range in terms of MSRP. Right, but I would also add, uh, is there any Brembo braking systems that you that you partner with the manufacturers that don't say Brembo? Are you doing like a stock Camry one yeah. that doesn't say Brembo? All the time. Okay. All right, think yes, about... it could be an I went about car. the least expensive... <laughs> And the most expensive. Right, I'll and I'll start t- studying. I'll tell you about Geico. <laughs> Everyone's got the to-do list. How about you add uh, save hundreds of dollars on your automotive insurance at Geico? Just go to geico.com. 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance. Take that extra money. Put it in your pocket. It'll be the most rewarding thing you do all day. Geico.com. 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more. On your auto insurance at Geico.com. Yeah. I'm right. cancel my Geico now because of, uh, of the alpha, and then I'll get a new project and get more Geico. Good Geico <laughs> on you. Dan, what do you think? Well, I would say, uh, and again, when you say brake systems, does that include calipers, or do sure. I have to? Or I could just I'm, use rotors. I was, I was, was oh, oh, I'll go rotors. I was, just, I was picturing calipers that say Brembo on it, where I could go... Outside of the car, at the showroom, look down and see the Brembo insignia on a yeah. Ford Focus RS or whatever, right. the ST or, or whatever that they got. is probably the vehicle that I would say is the most inexpensive vehicle would be the Focus RS. Uh, we've done some Toyota, you know, racing kind of uh, some of their tricked out cars that they mm-hmm. have, the team yeah. cars. But that's it. You know, you have... Uh, and is that what's a an sticker RS, of 40? 40 grand? Yeah, okay, let's, yeah. let's say 40. Yeah, and mean, then what's it go up to? Uh, how far? Do you, La Ferrari. La Ferrari is the top yeah, of the... I mean, you, you're going yeah. to have uh, beautiful Brembos, which are, you know, strange looking too. You know, you have our Extrema caliper, which is, it looks like uh, Swiss cheese almost, right? So it's a, a very holy caliper. Is yeah. it is it crescent-shaped? I... It was weird, and I don't know. I'm not sure if this ties into Brembo or this is a, a Mercedes thing or something. But I do remember seeing on Mercedes a few streetcars some years ago that started basically really wrapping the caliper around the disc. Yeah. If you have an eight pot, those are big boys, right? And, yeah. I, and they're yeah. going to be big and and look pretty crescent like. And I thought. Hell yeah. Like, I guess it makes sense. You got this round disc. Why are, why aren't we just wrapping ourselves as far around? But that's a, that'd be like an eight piston type that where I was devastated. I don't think it was a Brembo. This was an Audi situation. I did the brakes on my Audi. I think, uh, our, uh, I think it was S4 a million years ago. Mm hmm. They, I, I don't know if they recalled it or they did something on it. And they did that move where like, hey, we're going to replace this uh, diode for free. And I was like, all right. And then they do the move where they go, looks like you could use a brake job. And I go, now I get it. Now I get the scam. You do the diode. <laughs> yeah. And then you, then you get me on the hook for 400 bucks worth of brake job. So I said, I'll do the brakes myself. Thank you. And then I. Took my Take Audi, that. took my Audi home, and I said to my assistant Jay, "Do the brakes." <laughs> and he said, "I don't really know how to do the brakes." And I said, "Well, just go get some pads at the Pep Boys for the right car, and we'll figure it out." And that was the Audi. 
10 years ago had the big caliper and it had the S, you know, whatever, badge, Audi, whatever. Yeah, yeah, S4. Pulled the whole thing off, single single piston in yeah, the middle. it was a cover. It was the cover. Mm. Mm. That's got to break Covers your Brembo heart, me, right? Make me nauseous. Like it yes. was literally a, a literally a sheet metal cover, like mm. popped off. It was like cool orange Audi performance or whatever, yeah. like popped off to reveal a single piston. I, you know, you brought up a good point too, because uh, now that you're here, Dan, I can ask you this question. There's there's companies in the aftermarket. We see them all over SEMA, and they make this like aluminum, like snap on cover. You know that goes on the calipers and like it's better, it looks better, it makes it look red, it dissipates heat. I was like, how could it possibly dissipate it heat? It doesn't dissipate on, heat, and it's it got to cuts dis- off all the ventilation yeah, holes. Yeah, just gonna say it, it just it makes your rotors like wear. Idea. It, it's a ter- it's an awful Dan, idea. Who who's a worse human being? Okay. <laughs> the person that says that'd be a good idea. I need to buy one of those and snap. I need to put a hat on top of my uh, caliper. Yeah, or. The person that has a mid '80s BMW 318i wants to put an M badge on in front of it on the on the, te- on the rear deck lid. Who's worse? Who's the worst individual? Who could you spend less time with? Probably the M badge guy would really that, <laughs> yeah, would, that, anger, that would anger me. Anger, no that yeah. angers me. I want to ram. Once in a while, I see that guy on the freeway, I want to ram him. I just, I just want to jam a screwdriver and pop that badge right off <laughs> damn the, the they shouldn't list. sell those badges separately like they no. have to be like you, you have to go, provide a video yeah, you go like, yeah you gotta go in and of, go hey man ownership of a real M5. I, I got an m5 and i got sideswipe okay let me show some let's show me some pictures of yeah. the damage show me the m5 yeah. show me a current newspaper with the date on it held next <laughs> well, to the like damage hostage situation. we don't just sell these m badges so you jack offs can put them next to <laughs> right. your 318s yeah 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 Who's that helping? Because there's really, I don't think chicks know what you're talking about. And then there are guys like me who do know what you're talking about and we're angry. What's right. that getting you? There needs to be like a like a, like a a secret thing on the M-Badge in the aftermarket that, that indicates, you know, like the story of like Carol Shelby would always like sign the dash and he had the little line with the two, mm. like the two lines going through it. But like when yeah. the machine signs it, it uses three lines. Oh, and that's really? How you know like the a Rolo difference. logo? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's yes. how like, you know the difference between his signature and all the, uh, like the, the, the pen attached to the machine that does I it for you. It, I think at this point, a 350 or even a Cobra without Shelby signature on the glove box is worth more. Yeah, it's more rare. <laughs> it's a rare find. Yeah. <laughs> Unmolested yeah. glove box. Oh, I feel like a, a Celine Mustang's the same way. I think Steve Celine signs every one of those goddamn things at every car show. But, but um, he signs them Carol <laughs> Shelby. So Dan, the the the. We were talking about, you know, what's next. So you, you think about, you take these companies, I'll take an Italian company, you take an Italian company like Momo, and you go say hi to the Momo guys, and they go, we got the steering wheel, and then we got the old school steering wheel, and then we got the signature series steering wheel, but we're doing shoes, we're doing fire suits, we're doing seats, we're doing dream catchers to put above <laughs> uh, American Indian kids' bedrooms, you know, like yeah. we're, everything's just, we're doing Momo, everything. Yeah. And there's a part of me that kind of goes, meh, I get it, yeah. but I don't know. I, I like a world where you, you guys focus on the steering wheel, and they do, but they're also doing shoes. So Brembo right. is does brakes, and Brembo is focusing now on the on the electric car and hybrids and all that kind of stuff. But 
What about the Brembo race seat or the Brembo steering well, wheel? you know, we kind of delved into the seat area. We, yeah. we own Sabelt, which was a oh, company that, well, we did. Oh, you did. So, uh, but we decided to really focus a, a little bit of our investment on electronics in the braking area. So we're working on brake by wire now mm-hmm. because everything's going to be electronic in that vehicle. Yeah. Right. Uh, and we've been in brake by wire before in F1. So there will be no more hydraulic systems. Goodbye. Because you need there's you know, sort of there's just, there's two things you think about is how do you get the feel that every snobby journalist is going to complain about. And that is the magic. And two, what's the fail safe fail-safe system. When well, and they'll have backups, you know, whether yeah. it be electronic, whether it'll be hydraulic like you see on planes. I mean, you still have, what, 30 years after they put in electronic braking, they still have hydraulics, you know, to back it up. On You're talking about aircraft. Exactly. Yeah, right. that fly-by-wire now, but they're still hydraulic backup. Yeah, so, I mean, you're still going to have some sort of backup, probably for several years, because it is a brake system. Uh, but the adjustability of an electronic braking system mm-hmm. fits right into what you want. You, want, I mean, you know, especially Americans, right? We want to adjust everything, you know, if we <laughs> yeah. can mess with it. And if you want a soft, cushy pedal, you mm-hmm. can adjust that. If you want something, you touch it and almost go through the windshield, you can do that also. All right? So just like those F1 drivers who want to play, you know, constantly uh, with the brakes, you, you'll be able to do the same thing in your car. The F1 so is F1 now brake by wire? Yes. And I want to – obviously, we can all picture the master cylinder and the vacuum cylinder and the reservoirs and blah, blah, blah of the old school hydraulic mm-hmm. braking system. I'm picturing the by wire system, and I'm I'm right. Not, does it I'm not picturing it? Uses a motor to how does it how does it? Yeah, you're the using caliper? electronics, and there's motors in the caliper to move the piston. Okay, or even a simpler state. I mean, they're actually doing this a lot, and you're going to see it on a lot of the OE vehicles. You're actually using electronics to trigger hydraulic in the brake. So right. there's a very right. short hydraulic system in the brake. Is that right. where we are now, where we have cars that kind of hit the brake for you, or or how is that working? Well, they're not they're not brake by wire yet. Okay, they're, right. we're close. We're very, very close, and I think you'll see in the next five years you'll start to see some adaptation of of, of that system. Um, but the the adjustability is something I think that's interesting, and and and, and that's the trick, right? Is is I don't like the pedal; it's too soft, it's too hard. You know, in, in the racing side, you can see it because you know you're you're jammed into that cockpit, and some of these guys just ride the brake all the time. Mm-hmm. So those guys, you make them soft, right? Because they're just they got their foot halfway on the brake all the time and if you don't they'll just go through the brakes like crazy because and and they don't go that fast either right because they're just sitting on the brakes so you know that'll give us the ability in a lot of cases to really really customize the vehicle which is gonna be cool i think dan scenario yes i'm gonna let you think about it worst guy guy you could hang out with (laughs) least guy who puts the aluminum fake hat on the front caliper Guy who's put the M badge on the mid eighties three eighteen I, or guy who saw sought fit to paint his front and rear caliber, especially rear caliber, the steel miniature steel one from the seventies and eighties rear steel one yellow. 
spray painted that thing yellow. You remember yeah. this? It's miniature, yeah. and you can tell it's steel. And it's got that weird little gap on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll let you think about that. First, Castrol Edge, heat, friction, viscosity, breakdown. Rob, your engine of maximum performance. Friction results in loss of performance up to 10%. Castrol Edge, engineered with fluid titanium technology. Physically transforms to get stronger under pressure. Helps fight friction, deliver maximum levels of performance from your car. It's three times stronger. Against viscosity breakdown than leading oils. Castrol Edge, unlock the true performance in your car's engine. All right, Dan. Who could you hang with least? Uh, that yellow guy is going to have to, I, I, I'm going to have to say that, that guy, guy that is going to go to yeah. the top of the list of, of least hangable. Mm. Yeah, I, I can't, uh, you know, come on now. Go out, go to the Brembo <laughs> website, find out where they sell our brakes, and get the real thing. I mean, that yellow paint that you put on there will probably be crusty and, and breaking yeah. off and melted and, and whatever else it could do. Yeah, you mentioned so just ugly. yellow paint. I was going to say there's a there's a worse guy and the guy who stencils on Brembo yeah, logo onto that. There's no room to stencil it on though. It's the little yeah, the one with steel the, with the one. Gap in the, the weird yeah. gap. Yeah. In or the if it comes from it. China, it's Bimbo. Sometimes <laughs> Bimbo. they don't they don't get the letters right either. Go to Brembo. <laughs> they do that on purpose for copyright reasons. Dot com. Brembo dot com. I'll give you one one more guy. The guy who upgrades. With the twenty-two inch rims, but doesn't upgrade the hat. <laughs> the cal- doesn't do the caliper, the rotor, anything else. So now the mo- the rotor. So first, what you do is the car came with eighteens, but now you've stepped it up to like a five spoke twenty-two, and there's nothing but daylight coming through those spokes yeah. now. It's a wide open window to your rotor and your caliper, and now they've been dwarfed by the size yeah. of the rim, and it's yellow. And they can't even So uh, the bottom of the line. So um, just just Brembo range. Mm-hmm. You got a forty caliber. Uh, sorry, forty thousand dollar approximately Ford Focus on mm-hmm. on one one end toward the bottom, and then at the top you got the La Ferrari. At well, I don't know what they retail for you got to get in line yeah maybe, maybe they'll sell you a million? million million plus yeah million maybe plus. you'll get one for one seven but they're trading for three five or whatever yeah. uh so it's kind of hard to figure out the exact price but if you buy if you if 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 the if you were fortunate enough to let the the factory saw fit to sell you a, a one you find out max pad la ferrari not at the last meekum auction and not what uh, sammy hagar's asking for his on bring a trailer <laughs> but what is the factory price for a law ferrari if in fact you're on the yeah, very short retail. list of people who could buy it i think it's you know one six one seven yeah. something like that i think you're right but yeah. uh, i'm just gonna go ahead and bump it up and call it a three to four million dollar car because that's what they trade for yeah now, yeah. if you want the focus, you probably they probably would sell you that. There's probably not a list. There's probably not. Eh, there was markups on those things. There was, was a there? list when the RS came out. Yeah, it's a fun it's, car. Yeah, it really was a fun car to drive. Yeah, um, we drove one here too. It, it was kind of fun to do. Uh, at SEMA, we were talking about, and a minute ago, we were talking about the the new. Uh, caliper that you have very sort of organic looking and kind of cool but uh, the pri show is sort of like the racing version of sema mm-hmm. it's coming up in the, like a week or two two weeks next week next, next week. week yep where is that heading to indy yeah i don't know why they do it it's so cold oh, 
It's terrible. It's so cold. That show, no matter what, it can be 45, 50 degrees in Indianapolis. One day before that show, it always beelines to negative 10 degrees. That's it. Like People from here go there and they're like, what am I doing? But everybody says the PRI's. PRI is such a great show, and it's owned by SEMA, and mm. they, they do that show. To but me, it's obvious, right? You used to have two racing shows. You had mm. one in Orlando that was like about three, four weeks before the Indy show, and then mm. you had PRI and Indy, and the company bought it, combined the two, and of course, where would you choose? Right. right. In the middle of the winter. Indy. Let's yeah, go to Indy. Indy. 1.5, so says uh, Max Zapata, but wow. uh, there's about a $2 million markup on those bad boys. Uh, what? So what's anyway, you got a new, you got a new caliper, uh, performance racing industry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'd we have a like GT caliper. It's mm. a fun show. It's a it's a neat little show. It's not uh, what you sometimes would think. You you see a couple NASCAR guys running around there, but this is all of your grassroots, all the way up to just below, probably. You know the 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 super pro series like NASCAR or something mm-hmm. like that, uh, and uh, so so is there like a lot of spec Miata stuff there, like that kind of stuff? There's anything and everything that you would want as a race car driver for your car. Are yeah. they whether you're just a guy driving with no number or all the way up to a, a semi pro racer? And actually, right. so there's, there's like, quite a few professionals. Like there the too. comp cams booth is a little different at PRI than we see at, at at SEMA because now they're focusing more on maybe custom cam profiles for some things that are more attractive to the racing community mm-hmm. um, and drag racing, road racing, all types of racing. It's a little bit more uh, that side of it, which is kind of cool. So. But you got a lot of guys now who are buying cars, right, and tracking them, right? I mean, it's, right. it's a huge sure. thing. You go buy your condo at the racetrack, and you go out on the weekends. <laughs> so there's a lot of people now that are coming to these shows to try to juice up their cars to to get those extra seconds, you know, on the track. Right. Yeah. So tell us about the GT caliper that you guys are unveiling. Well, there. it's a forged caliper. So okay. what that means is instead of casting that aluminum that we have, it's forged, which means it's a stamping, uh, and then we machine off the stamping. So it's extremely stiff. Gets really great quality, super lightweight again because we're doing that optimization that we do, uh, and it's probably going to be the next generation of what you're going to see from us uh, in the racing area. Uh, how many pistons is it, or can you get? We got six configurations? and six and fours. Six, six and, and four. Would you put yeah. six in the front, four in the rear, or just whatever? He is a race car man. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have Brembo's. On let's see, what do we have Brembo's on? We have on Newman's GT1 Championship car from '86. We do have Brembo's on. That was a challenge for us too. Yeah, yeah, I do. Everything's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to get my goddamn <laughs> yeah. engine back for that car. It's been three years. Yeah, I always love it when someone has your engine for three years and then you go, "Hey, can I have my engine back?" And they go. Yeah, but we're still working on a few. It's like Yeah, meanwhile the guy you see at the track he's like, Oh, they did four engines for me this year alone. Like, yeah, haven't yeah, you found that when you send your car to a custom guy, you do not want to it's like when you take your dog to the vet when they want to do something, they take him in the back room, you sit mm, in the room, mm-hmm. right? It's like you don't want to see it. And I just you go to these custom shops and there is crap everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, it's it's like you don't want to see what where, I mean, where is your engine when you send it away? I, I my theory is my look I I know is it, I've I've dealt with enough contractors. It's like the phone starts ringing. Whoever whoever squeaks the most gets the the, the grease, right? So it's like 
you send your engine away and they say they're working on it, but if you don't call them every two weeks and yell, how's it going? They're not working on it. They're working on the guy's engine who's calling them every two weeks. So they just kind of, it's a natural human thing. And then you call them and it's been two years and they go, yeah, we're just finishing it up. But it's like, they're just getting to it because the, you're calling the, now. The business model of an engine builder is uh, how to reduce the amount of phone calls they get because they don't want to talk to anybody. So uh, you're right. If you call all the time, they're like, make well, this guy stop calling me. Right. All right. Finish his engine and then. Let me explain the real business model. <laughs> how many people in your area can build a V6 full race Nissan turbocharged 700 yeah. horsepower engine? And if the answer is. Not many, or nobody but me. <laughs> nobody. Then the answer is, we'll get to it when we we'll get, get to it. it. Yeah, I, I think it's a lockdown mechanism. It's the way to lock down the business. You say, yeah. I, "Give me your engine," and then they just they just line them up, and you know, but they don't really line them up. They stack them up and they put them up in the attic, and who knows what they do. Oh yeah, and yeah. then you can't get them back, so they know they got the business. It's a uh, backlog. Well, we got Brembo's on the car that that engine is going into. Yeah, and I think they're on we, the M three. I think we did it on. Newman's Camaro slash Oldsmobile. I seem to recall the Oldsmobile or one of the Oldsmobiles. There's a couple of Cutlasses. One, I think the Cutlass with the Camaro has it. By the way, there's a full 80s, late 80s, mid 80s, late 80s, Trans Am, tube frame. Uh, They're doing a full vintage race at... uh, at Long Beach this year before the the Long Beach Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. They've been doing the vintage race uh, kind of during that weekend. I don't know if it's – maybe it's not the same weekend anymore. But yeah, because we know uh, Tommy Trissy's been – I saw him there running vintage yeah. cars there a few times. And there was a theme in the past. They did like all Can-Am cars and the Trans-Am cars. I think they're doing like an 80s Trans-Am car and they've invited me out. Take one of your Newman Oldsmobiles out there. And I'm like, okay. But I've driven a thousand laps on that track and it's nothing but concrete barriers. <laughs> yeah. There is no there's no runoff. There's no anything anywhere. That the every single turn is go all the way inside to the one concrete barrier yeah. and then go all the way yeah. out to the other yeah. concrete <laughs> barrier. There and if you're driving it right, you'll be right up against each concrete barrier pretty yeah. much all the time. Right up against it. You light a match off that. And thing, I thought, your hand uh, out the I like that idea, but <laughs> I, that Newman car is so nice. Yeah. A, a little runoff would be nice. A little yeah? bit. All right. Tell us about Zybar. Zybar. Zybar is an ultra-thin coating for manifolds, headers, turbos, tailpipes, mufflers, and tips. It has a thickness of 0.001 inch, which reduces radiant heat by up to 90%. And it's the first DIY thermal coating of its kind. Now, that's impressive. It's non-corrosive and does not break down, even in 2,000-degree environments. It makes wraps, shields, and expensive ceramic coatings obsolete. Use Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, and fuel economy, and lower underhood temperatures. Zybar comes in four awesome colors. They have bronze, midnight black, cast silver, and Porsche gray. They'll make your engine a showpiece. We went I over. Think, I think they can also do a custom color. You got to call them up and do it. And uh, we saw their. Uh, they had this cool Camaro uh, on display at SEMA, and the whole thing was done underneath every turbo piping, and it was fantastic. It looks so good. These yeah, guys are such a I like nice the job. way they do the inside of the headers. Too. Oh yeah. 
Zybar is available for purchase at Zycoat.com and many auto parts retail locations. Put Zybar on, take heat off. Again, that's Zycoat.com, Z-Y-C-O-A-T.com. All right, I'm going to be doing a live podcast with Rob Riggle and company. The whole crew is going to be out there. That'll yeah. be uh, tonight, Anaheim Grove. I think Matt's going to be I'll out see you there. one, too. So uh, come on out and say hi. And uh, Flappers Burbank, we're doing uh, Unprepared. And I'm going to do some of that tonight with Riggle as well, but we'll do a full show at Flappers in uh, Burbank, December 18th. Uh, you can go check out Adam Carolla Goes Racing. Watch Season 2, motortrend.com slash Adam, and uh, Season 1 and 2 available on Vero, V-E-R-O. We're all over the place. We're going to, where were we? Goodwood and uh, Laguna Seca, and we got it yeah. all, so uh, check that out. Go to uh, Brembo.com and see all the great offerings from uh, Dan and company over at Brembo. We have a new website coming up, by the way, which you, we, which you cannot go to today. You have to wait till January 1 to go to. Uh, but it's going to be where we feel the aftermarket's going. We think people are going to be buying, you know, I don't know, maybe your trip to you know, your local uh, uh, auto shop may become obsolete because you want to, you know, you go to everything. Yeah, you everything's go, mail order. I even <laughs> saw somebody here as a Blue Apron addict I saw. Yeah. Yes. That so, is. I mean, even your food you're bringing in. The so why not, coming in. Why not yeah. bring your rotors in, right? So, so the new website's going to sell all the replacement OE stuff, brake pads and rotors. And rotors, and correct. Yeah, Brembo, brembostoreusa.com. There you go. Brembostoreusa.com. Check out uh, Chassis. We have all our movies over there with... Uh, well, we have the uh, like. Well, we have the Indian Wrecking Crew, narrated by Jay Leno, by yeah. the way, and many uh, all our docs and you everything. You can hear him eating Italian sausage yeah, in the middle yeah. of the. <laughs> 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 yeah. well, look at pimento love. Shift and steer, Matt's podcast yeah, as well, podcast you. one. Until next time, Adam Kroll for Dan Sandberg and Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea saying, "Keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel." For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.